You have to bet on yourself. Hey, I'm Khaled Ege, and welcome to part two of Intergenerational Wisdom, a theme-based storytelling podcast aimed to bridge the gap between young and old, er, using stories as a lens to highlight the commonalities and differences in experiences, passions, times, and perspectives of those who are under and over 30. This show uses an intergenerational scope where stories will overlap from organizers, citizens, community members, siblings, and family members. On today's episode, you will get to hear Stefan Key's story. Stefan is an actor who starred in the film The Game Changer. Stefan is also a news anchor on the nation's capital news station, CTV Ottawa. Although Stefan is primarily tasked with sharing the stories of others, today he will share his own story of how he bet on himself on his journey from a single-parent household to a news anchor. Stefan will be talking about what he believes the truth is and how he found his own truth through his journey. He will be talking about knowing his worth and betting on his strengths. Finally, Stefan will talk about recognizing his potential. It's hard for me to even think of a negative impact from coming from a single parent household. I know society has their version of what a family should be, be it nuclear, double income, two parents, mom and a dad. But I don't feel as though I had a lesser experience from coming from a single mother household. In fact, I think that there's so much character building that happened on earlier in life um, just through acknowledging that this was our situation. The fact that, you know, my mom had to pull double duty or work months without a day off to make ends meet, to put food on the table to make sure I was dressed a certain way so I wasn't judged at school. These were all priorities and values for her. And seeing how hard she had to work to make that happen for me and the self-sacrifices that she made, it just makes you appreciate what you have that much more. And so I almost feel as though there is this inherent value from not coming from such a high level of privilege. And obviously, this is not a family dynamic that I recommend or would prescribe for anyone. But I think my own takeaway from it was was beneficial to my life. So I've only viewed it as positive. I think there are some emotional challenges. Once you, you know, you go to school and you have peers or it's Father's Day and it's daycare and it's kindergarten and everyone's making construction paper ties and you're kind of looking around and wondering who am I supposed to give it to. You go through these range of emotions or this battle with yourself of potentially feeling rejected or why this individual chose not to be a part of your life or didn't want to be a part of your life. And then there are the financial challenges. My mother was working at a certain place at a certain time. And because I was so sick so often in the daycare, was calling so often and she put me first, she lost her job. Um, when you're a team and you have someone else to call on and share that responsibility, that possibly wouldn't be the outcome. So her losing her job also puts us in a situation where we now rely on welfare and social support and you're, you're, you live in social housing. Um, those aren't, those challenges exist can't deny them they're there but it's also about overcoming them and facing them head on and acknowledging them for what they are and that 
you're in a situation that you can climb out of and not to throw yourself a pity party or self-victimize based on your circumstances. Your value isn't your circumstances. Every human has their own value. Every human has their own desire and their own right to live out their dreams. However, economically speaking, our society is designed to uplift those who can afford to be uplifted because they are paving their own way through their bank accounts. I would never tell her this because it, she would never want me to feel this way and she's never made me feel this way. But I think there's a level of guilt. Um, knowing that potentially her life could have been that much better had I not been in the picture. And again, she has never, ever given me a reason to feel that way. But through observation and just witnessing what it took, you kind of hold that with you. Uh, so there is there is this almost desire to pay it back as well as pay it forward. I've learned that doing a little overtime fails in comparison to the amount of hours that she pulled, right? Uh, she worked hard for me to have the life that I have and to be privileged and, and what have you. And then sometimes you look around and when you're complaining about certain things, you're re it really puts things into perspective how insignificant what you have to complain about is compared to what she would have potentially could have complained about back then, be it 30 years ago, 20 years ago, whenever that time period was where she was grinding and hustling just to make ends meet and, and do what she needed to do. It's kind of like you look at your own life and you say, suck it up. You can do that much more and you can be that much stronger. So I guess I had two dreams as a youth. When I was very young, I would watch the news with my mother. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I could be a news anchor one day. Or maybe I could be Alex Trebek, Jeopardy host. Either one was good with me. But as I got older and entered my preteen years, I, I fell in love with the performing arts and theater and drama. And so the course of my dreams had kind of shifted. And I decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to be an actor. As long as I focus on honing the skill and talent and, and develop it and make it better, I believe in myself. And so I... I I did that. I left all my friends that I grew up with and the high school that I was supposed to go to. And I went to Canterbury High School for the Arts, studied theater, graduated the Fine Arts Certificate. And the first day that I walked through the halls and entered into the drama department wing, they have this board and there's a poster with AMDA on it, the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. And they have two campuses, one off-Broadway, one in L.A., and this is something that you can audition for at the end of high school. And I was like, yeah, I'll go there. Looks good to me. And so that's what I had put my mind to. And that was the prize that I had my eyes on. And so all throughout high school, that was my objective. Get high grades, get a scholarship, go south of the border, continue my training in acting, and then make it big. And so when it came time to audition, I did that. On audition day, there's an orientation because you can't, it was very difficult to find out what their tuition was prior to. 
and the number that I had in my head was doubled in American dollars. <laughs> and so I, f I almost felt defeated even before getting into the audition room and I had to travel to Toronto to audition. That's the only Canadian city I believe they come up to. But I went through the process, received the acceptance letter with a scholarship, partial scholarship. And it wasn't enough because I worked hard enough to get a full ride. And so when I called pretty down and tried to decline the offer and they asked what the reason was and I said more or less finances, they offered more, but it still wasn't a full ride. And the only reason why it wasn't a full ride is because my tuition was of an international student and just based on the policies and the framework of how they offer scholarships, they don't offer full tuition scholarships to international students. So then I had a decision to make. And in my head, to go would be selfish. And I didn't want to be selfish. As much as I felt that I could make it and that I was going to bet on myself and come out on top, coming out on top can take a long time. It's still a journey. It's not overnight. And it would have been too much of a burden to put my family in that financial situation to come up with tens of thousands of U.S. dollars or even taking a loan and potentially becoming a New York City cliche. But I was satisfied with the validation. And sometimes I think that's all that we need. It was scary to even entertain the idea of going in the first place, but I did and got accepted. So even in betting on myself in the audition process to even be accepted into the institution, I was like, well, that's a victory. Like I've already won. They're already telling me that I'm good enough to be here with the future stars. But in order to not be selfish, I'm like, okay, what, what am I actually going to do now? <laughs> what am I actually going to do now? And so you lean back and you look at what kind of purpose-driven life you want to lead. And, you know, there's an aspect of me that's kind of like, well, make the most amount of money that you possibly can, because that is how you're going to lift your family out of poverty and be able to serve the community in the capacity that you want to through philanthropy. But then there's also a part of me where so much of my life has been impacted by negative stereotypes of the black male that I just wanted to do anything to shatter that. And so then I went back to my first idea as a six-year-old to be a news anchor. And not that black male news anchors didn't exist, but growing up in the nation's capital for as diverse as a country as this is, I didn't grow up seeing myself reflected in mainstream media in this capacity. I, I felt like it was a disservice to our demographic to not showcase that. So I shouldn't turn on the television and only see someone that looks like me in the form of an athlete or an entertainer. Mind you, I almost became an entertainer, but I'm not in that box. I'm more than just my talents. I'm more than just song and dance. I'm more than just acting. We all are. And so I decided, you know what, maybe if I can pursue journalism in a television capacity, I could achieve that. I wouldn't have to sacrifice my passion of performance in a certain regard and production and storytelling, which is the more artistic side because journalism 
is a literary art, less creative because everything's driven through facts, not fiction, but you draw those parallels. So as an actor, as a character in a story, as a journalist, you're the storyteller. And so I was like, well, if I can put myself in front of the camera, I satisfy my passion for the artistic side, but also my love for the community and the social side, where if I can show them something different, potentially shatter a stereotype, our society would be better off as we create this paradigm shift. Because in my mind, I was going to achieve that through having a public profile. Because it's not as though black males before me aren't doing anything good. That's far from the case. What's happening is that they're not being seen. So they are lawyers. They are engineers. They are doctors. So within the environment that they work in, they are shattering those stereotypes. But on a major mainstream platform in the public eye, I hadn't seen enough of that. I'm not seeing enough diversity around city council. We only achieved that in Ottawa's history this last municipal election. So I married my passion and my social pursuit together to try and lead a purpose-driven life through a career and make a living and not a millionaire-style living. It's not doctor money. It's not lawyer money, but enough to make an impact and live comfortably. Stefan's story is a compilation of compelling and inspiring memories which ultimately highlight the journey he has endured to get to where he is today. Stefan emphasized the importance of being selfless and the importance of self-awareness. His story emphasized the importance of believing in yourself and the importance of not subscribing to the identity prescribed to you, but creating your own. If you ever had the odds stacked up against you, this story is for you. Do you have a story you want to share about a time where you did something cool? Feel free to reach out to Khalid Ege via email at khalidege97 at gmail.com spelled K-H-A-L-I-D-E-G-E-H 97 at gmail.com or on Instagram at Khalid underscore Ege. I also encourage you to reach out if you have any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, or even if you feel like something that was said resonated with you. A very special thank you to CHUO 89.1 FM for supporting this initiative from the beginning to today. Support independent community radio today at www.patreon.com backslash CHUO 891 FM.